Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Saturday, October 14th, 2023, and this is day 2033 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you, we glorify you, and praise you and only you. Thank you so much for allowing us to go forth and fulfill the purpose you've given us, Lord, for today. Help us, Lord, to focus on every detail of what you've given us to do and to not take anything or anyone for granted, Um, to not um, um, uh, take for granted those specific uh, details you give us uh, to listen to others, to truly hear what they're saying, and, uh, Lord, to speak to others in ways you know, in encouraging ways as you've instructed. I thank you so much for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Today's message is, It's time to stop running. It is time to be steadfast and unmovable and doing what God has called us to do, Uh, especially even more so now in these last days that we're living in. Every step that we take, every moment that we breathe, uh, we want to make sure we're not wasting those breaths and those steps by doing things according to our own will but doing them according to what God would have us to do. We've got a few scriptures today. So I'm going to start off at Mark chapter 14, verse 27 uh, through 28, to just kind of lay the, um, to outline what we're going to be talking about. And we're talking mainly about Mark. And he was a runner and how he avoided uh, when things seemed you know, a little ugly, got a little tough, you know how it can happen. It happens to all of us, really, if we're honest with ourselves. So in Mark chapter 14, uh, verse 27 through 28, uh, Jesus is letting his disciples know that he's going to be dying, hanging on that cross soon. And uh, he's preparing them because he knows that they're going to be fearful and he knows that they're going to um, alienate him, basically. So it says, Jesus is speaking. He says, you will all fall away, Jesus told them. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into into Galilee. So he knew this going in. And I think one of the things that is important for us to know as God has given us our assignments, our missions to go forth and fulfill that everybody's not going to stick around. And he's showing us those things if we're willing to receive it so that when it does happen, it does not stop us from completing the assignment that God has given us. Because things like that can throw us for a big loop, right? And we just get all off track and off kilter. And the next thing you know, we are no longer doing what God called us to do. So don't get so caught up in the fact that when people are 
alienating you or leaving you or deserting you, that that means it's time to stop. So uh, let's go over now to Mark chapter 14, verses 48 through 51. And Jesus is speaking. He says, am I leading a rebellion? This is after the people came to get ready to take Jesus away uh, to be hung on the cross. This is when Judas betrayed him. So he's speaking to them and he's saying, am I leading a rebellion, said Jesus, that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I was with you teaching in the temple, temple courts, and you did not arrest me, but the scriptures must be fulfilled. Isn't that powerful? You know, they came out to get him and he knew it was time, but then he knew that the, that the word had to be fulfilled. And then everyone deserted him and fled. A young man wearing nothing but a linen garment was following Jesus. When they seized him, he fled naked, leaving his garment behind. And guess who that was? That was Mark. Uh, history shows that that was Mark that left him, ran off with that garment, dropped it. He ran off naked. That's how important it was to him to get away from God, to get away from our Lord and Savior at that time because they were all afraid of their lives, losing their own lives. Now we go a little further. This is after Jesus rose up from the grave, uh, after he spent some time, he, he spent 40 days with his disciples after he rose from the grave and prepared them to go out in the ministry. And he let them know that um, before they went out, they need to be filled with the Holy Spirit and to wait um, in Jerusalem in the upper room uh, to be filled with the Holy Spirit before going out, beginning their ministry. And they did. So this is further on. This is in, uh, that takes place around Acts chapter 1 and 2. Now we're in Acts chapter 13, verses 13. And it says, from Pam Pampas, uh, Pampas, I would say, Paul and his companions sailed to Perga and Pamphylia, where John, also known as Mark, left them to return to Jerusalem. So you see, Mark left Paul and his companions. And I'm going to tell you, Paul was furious. And <laughs> Paul says... <laughs> You know, he wasn't going to take him anymore after that. He was taking him nowhere with them. Uh, it says in verse 4 uh, of Acts 13, it says, The two of them sent on their way by the Holy Spirit, went down to Seleucia, and sailed from there to Cyprus. When they arrived at Salamis, they proclaimed the word of God in the Jewish synagogues. John was with them as their helper. So this was... Paul and Barnabas and John, which is Mark. He was already with them. Then when I read verse 13, he left. He just left them. Now, the Bible in my commentary, it says that some reasons that Mark may have left might have been that, first of all, no reason is given why John Mark left. And the, and the suggestions are maybe he was homesick or he resented the change in leadership from his cousin Barnabas to Paul because after the they had the disagreement where 
Paul said, I'm not taking um, Mark with me anymore. Barnabas and he uh, split up and went different directions. And it could have been that maybe Mark became ill. Um, he was unable to withstand the rigorous and dangers of the missionary journey. He may have planned to go only that far, but had not communicated this to Paul and Barnabas. So the way I'm laying it out for you today is a little different than I typically do. I always read the, all the scripture and then go to our points. So I'm incorporating our points in with these verses that I'm sharing with you today. It's a little bit different. All right. So now let's go over to Acts chapter 15, verses 36 through 41. Okay. Uh, Acts uh, and, and, and actually I got ahead of myself. So this is when the dispute takes place. Uh, when they wanted to have Mark go again. I'm going to read that to you. Uh, Acts 15, 36 through 41 says, Sometime later, Paul said to Barnabas, Let us go back and visit the believers in all the towns where we preach the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. Barnabas wanted to take John, also called Mark, with them. But Paul did not think it wise to take him because he had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not continued with them in the work. They uh, had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company. Barnabas took Mark and sailed for Cyprus, but Paul chose Silas and left, commended <clears throat> <clears throat> excuse me, commended by the believers to the grace of the Lord. He went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. The work got done, but they split. And remember this, that Barnabas is the one that convinced the other disciples to receive Paul into the group when, <clears throat> when Paul first encountered Jesus and got saved. Um, and nobody trusted uh, Paul anymore because he was out killing disciples and, and putting them in prison, the believers of Jesus. And when he changed and accepted Jesus, Barnabas became his advocate and became that buffer between him and the other disciples and convinced them that he's a good person. He has truly changed and accept him in. And they did accept him because of Barnabas. Now, you know, they had this friendship now, all of a sudden, that relationship is broken and they're going different directions. Sometimes God will allow things like that to happen. It could be that God wanted to cover more territory with that. It could be uh, time away from each other to heal, to hear what God is really saying, how important that person truly is to you. Sometimes we don't realize it until they're no longer there. So Mark's running and lack of communication created even more division. Oftentimes we don't think about how our actions affect others. It's become so commonplace that we may not even realize how many people we've hurt along the way. God will bring it to our attention. It's a matter of us hearing and acknowledging God in order to obey God. We must acknowledge God in all our ways, the Bible says. And then when we do that, we're saying, Lord, you are paramount. You're the most important. What you have to say is the most valuable thing in my life. And 
and I honor you. And now that I acknowledge and, you know, that I hear him, now I have that opportunity to yield and obey. You see, so there's some steps there. And sometimes we get to the acknowledging, yep, I hear you, Lord, I acknowledge you, but then don't obey. We don't yield fully, or we might yield partially like I've done in the past. I'll yield partially. Yeah, I'll do it to this extent, like Mark might have done. I'll I'll travel with you this far, but after that, I'm done. I'm done, son. I'm through with you. I got to go. <laughs> I got other things to do. <laughs> I don't want some long-term relationship. I used to say when I did... Um, events and things with our business years ago, Serving Clean, we did staffing for parties and things. And one of the things I said I would never do, and that was to work with a bride who may have wanted me to do her event planning for a year. I would not hold their hand for a whole year. I will come in and work with them a month out uh, before the wedding maybe two weeks out if you needed me to come and set up for the banquet, whatever. But I don't want that long of a journey with that person and to deal with their ups and downs and ins and outs. That's how I felt. (laughs) And God may have said for me to do it, but because of my stance on that, that was me disobeying God. If God ever told, I don't recall him ever telling me that, but he told me other things that I need to do that, that was about relationships that I didn't want to do any type of a long in depth. I don't mind it being long, but in depth kind of a relationship, you know, cause I felt like, Hey, I got one with my husband. That's enough right there. <laughs> but but it's not really, it's a very serious thing. I was going to say it's not really funny. It's not, It's a serious thing that we must take it serious when God is telling us to do something and not to run from it. I was groomed to run at an early age. My mother, you know, and it, and it was not that she did this intentionally. She she did the best she knew to do. I, I want to preface it before saying this and raising all five of us by herself, right? Be, after the divorce, she raised all of us. My father was not in our lives. And uh, so she raised me as the oldest to be the leader while she worked all the time. I was the babysitter. I was the cook. I was the cleaner. I saw after my siblings and I reported to her what they did. I was labeled a snitch from my little brother for telling on them, but that was my job. And I was also groomed to answer the phones when bill collectors called and say, my mama's not here. And she would be there maybe, or, you know, and that was the thing. So that was running from the problem. And the problem was she didn't have the money to pay the bill because she was trying to buy food for us to eat. (laughs) We were in poverty. And so it was very hard. And uh, it's like, what else do you do? We didn't know the Lord at that time. And so those were some of the things, you know, so that began my journey of avoidance, of running. So when I grew up, I did the same thing. I avoided bill collectors when I didn't have the money to pay them or when I spent money on pleasure before taking care of my debts and ruining my own credit. So I, too, began to teach my children to answer the phone back in the day, right, when they would call on the phone and say, my mama's not home. 
So one day when I finally listened to God, he showed me a glimpse of my history and the negative legacy I was creating for future generations and myself. I finally stopped running and faced the problem. Initially, I would say I face my problems, but they're not mine. God said, cast your cares unto me for I care for you. Okay, it started off as mine, but when we give it to the Lord, it's no longer ours. So we got to stop claiming it. We've got to stop saying that's mine. That's my problem. No, I gave it to the Lord. So I became very brave and courageous. I actually was empowered. I got out of debt. My credit score got out of hell. And I made a vow to never be late paying my bills again. Most importantly, I stopped allowing fear to have such a stronghold or to have any stronghold on my life at all. I used to have a fear or would run from public speaking. And, you know, not realizing that that was part of God's plan for my life to be up speaking in public. And I would literally run from that. And then, you know, as time went on and I began to just take it little bits by little bits and doing announcements or whatever it was that God had given me to do after getting past the fear, I realized this is what God has given me to do. You know, we all have our areas. I avoided mentoring people. I would mentor to a certain extent, but now, you know, I get it. <laughs> we all need to be mentored. And I'm thinking of it as uh, I need to be perfect. I'm not worthy enough. And none of us are perfect. How can I tell somebody what to do and I don't do it? Or how can I tell them I don't know enough? You know, but I do. We all know something. And we know something very valuable that we can pass on to the next generation or to somebody, one of our peers. Something that I know about nonprofit businesses that I could share with you when you're ready to start yours. That's, you know, we can get terms miscombobulated and think, ooh, that's too heavy for me. When, but when we just uh, take it for what it is and naturally doing these things, when we naturally think about it, we're mentoring people all the time. There's someone else that we're giving advice to, someone else that's looking up to us that may ask us questions and we're sharing it. And so the world's term is mentoring. And, and that was one of the things that I would run from. I'm so grateful to God because they, God sent so many people, many of you out there who have mentored me and who have helped me. So God is saying to all of us to stop running from your purpose. Stop running from your calling. Stop running from your anointing. He, God has anointed you specifically to do a certain assignment or assignments and using the gifts that he's blessed you with to get it done. So stop running and get busy doing what God called you to do. Now, if you don't know Jesus, y'all, that's the most important thing you could ever do in your life. Because that means if you accept him as your Lord and Savior, that you will spend eternity with him. Romans 10 and 12 says, uh, 10 and 9, I'm sorry, says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
glory to God. I love you all so very much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org. J-A-C-K-I-E-B like boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on TZoneKC.org to learn more about what we're doing in the community, teaching our youth about life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation, human and sex trafficking awareness, along with DIY programs, minor household repairs. We thank you all so much for your prayers, your support, and for your donations. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.